0: now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. We have a lot going on on today's show, including our high school roundtable. Oh, by the way, next week when we do the roundtable, Shikolimi will play Southern Columbia. Wow. Um... No offense, I thought it worked out better the way they changed it, but I guess there are rules. And I don't know what all the rules are in place and so forth. It's I don't know what the rules and the charters are. They have done a very good job, in my opinion, of taking high school football to the point where you sit back and go okay what's the purpose of this anymore and here's what I'm saying well we have to have a certain amount of points to do this perfect just go out and play games will you we have to have well. We play this team, we get X amount of points. We play that team, we get X amount of points, and we're going to put everybody into the playoffs for the district. Eight teams, and then we're going to put in. You know what? It was almost better when it's it some. There's some part of me that says it was almost better that you play a schedule and you get the Thanksgiving day and you play your traditional rival on Thanksgiving day, and then that's it. You're done. Yeah, you're going to walk away when it's all done. It's like, okay. Now, is there a part of me that likes the idea of determining a state champ? But not when it takes a month and a half to do it. And I'm not that's not an exaggeration. If you're playing five or in some cases six games, it takes you a month and a half to win the state championship. That's what we're doing in high school? Taking five weeks to a month and a half to determine a state champion? Really? Now you've got magic. Well, they get more points if they do this. They get more points if they do that. You know, there isn't anybody out there who understands the point system. Sean, you do this all the time. Do you know the point system?
2: Um, it's gotten a lot more <laughs> cloudy and convoluted to me, and I know Greg Wetzel is in a complete agreement with me on that. And the funny part is we focus mostly, and, Greg, you can back me up on this. You can correct me if I'm wrong on this. Um Craig, just say right now he's wrong he's and move right. on. <laughs> he's wanted to for a couple of years now. On Here's game, your on, chance, baby. <laughs> on game night, we focus more on the on how the districts are going to shake out. Uh, to be truthful, we really don't talk about the standings. In the hack conference, whether it's level one, two, That's or true. three. I mean, I know, Greg, you do quite a bit and set the table for, for the fans. But, but, for, but for me and for the most part, with a lot of high school fo- football fans I talk with week in, week out, not just during in-season but throughout the year, we focus more on how the district numbers and standings are going to shake out, let alone the conference. That's
3: very true. Yeah, uh, In fact, we, we bring that from our pregame show. Starting on week five, we start talking about district standings and seedings. So, yeah, that's very true. I'm sorry, but that's that's not i'm not I'm not
1: into that part like when your conference doesn't that mean something
3: uh yes, it does and and you know what and you're you're right, Steve, in what you're saying because realistically uh in our area, Southern Columbia has a chance to make it into the state round of playoff competition and be successful. Of course. I mean, be extremely successful. They're it, it, obviously really good. Exactly. Other than that, we haven't had many teams in our area make a run at a state title. Lewisburg did about nine years ago, made it to the state semifinals. Um, Montoursville's had a couple runs. Uh, but other than that, we, we haven't had a whole lot of success in the state championship. Mount Carmel, I'm sorry, Mount Carmel has had some runs as state champions and stuff like that. But you know, it it should be more important to make your state or your conference championship game. But even coaches are talking about, hey, we need to win this game, this game, to qualify for districts. I mean, it, I it, didn't, in Triple A uh, and Steve yeah. in Triple A, there are eleven teams. Eight teams qualify. See, and that I think that's I don't care. You know, it's to teams five through eight, I apologize in advance. Right, but there's no way there should be eight teams. Losburg could win. I'm sorry, could lose their last four games and they'd still qualify for districts this year. That's a good spot to be in. It, it, <laughs> it, it is, but then, but is that right? You know?
1: Oh, no, I don't think it's right. Yeah. I don't think it's right. I remember one year in District 6, Mifflin County, because look, there are only X amount of Quad A teams at that time. Now it's six divisions, but so mm-hmm. it was four back then. There are only X amount of Quad A teams in the district they won one game. Yeah. They were 1 and 9 or something like that. Yeah. And they qualify for the yeah. district playoff. Yeah.
3: Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's that's uh it's unbelievable. <laughs> I I I'm not saying it's better. I think it's great we crown a state champion. Uh in in certain division in all the divisions that we have now six divisions. But I'm like you, I don't like the six six week approach to it. I I think it's got to be Cut down to four, maybe three if they could do three. Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather play, I'd rather the kids play 11 games that counted towards the conference title than starting in when do we start now? August. 20th this year or something like 23rd? that. It, it was yeah, really 23rd. early this yeah. year. I can't remember.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, 23rd, I mean, yeah. we're going to
3: be finished October 26th, is, or 25th right. is the last scheduled game this year. That's,
1: All right. I think and, that's
3: and ridiculous. Wh-
1: and when... Are the state championship games, December fourteen,
3: I, I, uh, fifteen? a uh question. Should be
2: first weekend of December. They used to be the second week. Right. They used to be the second right. weekend of December. Right. And then when we when they moved up the start of the regular season, that's they right. moved up the state championship games to the first weekend of mm-hmm. December.
3: But still six weeks of playoff games.
1: That's six weeks. Yep. You go six weeks of plus. Like I said, it takes you a month and a half. A that's month right. and a half.
3: Yeah. To
1: determine a state champion. I'm sorry, but that to, to me does not. I know it's
3: a big state, but that doesn't that doesn't sit with me. Well, like in District Four, in AAA, realistically, most of these teams play each other during the season. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I understand what they're doing. I understand PIWA gets their share of money out of everything, and uh, I, I just don't. I think it's way too long. Way too long. I mean, look, we, we're right now
1: in a place in football. I am doing, a, right now I'm doing a piece for the Unrivaled TV show. Mm-hmm. And it's a, the piece is on the Sheely Foundation. The Sheely Foundation is about Derek Sheely, who had gone to Penn State, always wanted to go to Penn State, but he couldn't play football here. He was a football player, but he couldn't play football here. Mm-hmm. So he transferred to Frostburg State. And at Frostburg State, in a practice, you know, this guy had been an all-conference player, all-academic, the whole thing. In 2011, in practice, suddenly he couldn't go any further. He ended up getting – it turned out he ended up with a concussion. Now, this was like – I think they call it second concussion syndrome, something like that. Mm-hmm. He had never been um, – he had never been diagnosed with a concussion in his life to that point. Well, he ended up passing away six days later. Oh, wow. So the so the Sheelys formed this foundation because they're trying to make the sports safer. And that's why you see, for example, rules-wise, the targeting rules, what they're doing with helmets, mm-hmm. helmet-to-helmet contact, It's trying to do as many things as possible because... Greg, you love the sport, right? Yep. Uh, Sean loves the sport. I love the sport. Uh, the suit's only in it for the money. But, I mean, when it comes uh okay, we all love the sport. So we want to do whatever we can to see this sport continue because there are so many great elements to this great team sport that I think are so important that all of us, Benefited from that, we're still today ourselves applying some of the things we learned from playing the game of football. Sure, yep. that we're still using today. Yep. So the Sheelys have put this foundation because they don't want anything to happen to football, but they put this together. Is playing six extra weeks of football
3: a good thing? I agree. I don't I don't think it is. And look I, at
2: a lot of these kids in late November, early oh. December still gunning for a state championship. What do they do? Right out of championship weekend, boom, with barely two days rest, they go right into basketball and wrestling. Exactly. With no time to recover. Right. That's exactly that's
1: exactly it's, right. The season is too long. No, not the regular season. The regular season is not too long. No. Ten games for the regular season is the right number and I'm glad to see you. it's the postseason. Mhm. I'm sorry. You win your conference, you're in. You don't win your conference, you're not in. All right? And just pare it down. All right? Start paring it down. I mean, you had your opportunity. You didn't get it done when you had a chance to play a team. Move on. Yeah. That, I mean, this isn't the NFL where the Kansas City Chiefs get a second shot at the Patriots. That's right. That's exactly right. That's yeah. professional football. That's yeah. your job. Yes. I mean, that's just my opinion looking at it. Just too many uh, – they could get the thing – if they could knock two weeks off the thing, I'd be happier with it. But that's still – you know, Would you have teams right now that get to the championship game, they're playing 16 games. Okay, they're sixteen to eighteen years of age, and they're playing sixteen games. Oh, which, by the way, is what the twenty-two to thirty-five year olds play. That's what. That's an NFL season: sixteen games.
2: Well, they may move that's up right. to seventeen, but the, that's a weird. That's, that's a weird number. They're, 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 they're not going to go with eighteen games. Oh, let's settle on seventeen, but that's just hey, too odd of a number. Well,
1: well the pro- the problem is they're trying to to they're, they're dealing with the union on this. All yeah. right, so they're there's trying
2: that, to save face and try to get what they want at the same time.
1: Well they want more inventory for TV. Uh, I mean, let's face yeah. it, that's that's what it's about. This is an inventory for TV. I don't quite know what the purpose is of playing. Uh, for example, you talk about 8 teams in in district making it. Who mm-hmm. comes up with that? That means you have to win 3 more games to win the district? Exactly. What? Exactly.
3: Yes. And it's just I'm that and
1: it's just
2: that one class in district 4. They're just all jumbled Correct. up, to, yeah. They're just yep. all jumbled together in one class.
3: Yep. Well, that that's nice, but guess what? You know, you you, you didn't make it. You didn't make it. Yeah, and, and uh, it perplexes me because again, there's only eleven three A teams in District Four, and we still have eight teams qualify. Like I said, right now, right now, I think it, if I looked at it correctly, pretty much after six weeks, the eight teams are pretty well set for for district playoffs because of. Um, each team playing another team that's ranked above them or whatever.
2: Um, that's pretty much how it shook out last year. Yeah, yeah. That yeah.
3: They have to almost qualify because one of the teams is going to win the game, one is going to lose, but it's only going to affect, uh, affect seedings, whether you might be a fifth seed or a sixth seed or a third seed or an eighth seed, something like that. That's that's all it's going to do from here on out. One, The number 1 seed is pretty well locked up with Montoursville. So,
2: and the funny part is they're going to play Southern at the end of the seat toward the end of the season and they they'll probably lose by 50-60 points. <laughs> exactly, it's such a such a it's, such a, it's such a phenomenal team that that Southern is. But circling back to this Shikalimi Southern Columbia deal as they circle back to now originally now going to play each other next week. The funny part is what's going on this weekend. It's homecoming at Shikalemi. Nobody is talking about this game with Lewisburg. They're only talking about next week and what the possible outcome really? is going to be. Yeah. and that's and that's and I feel bad for the kids. You only have so many homecomings when you're in school.
3: That's, this has really cast a huge cloud on Shikalemi homecoming. It really has. Yeah, and I think uh, Coach Tilford mentioned that today in the article I read in the paper how he wanted to uh, get the kids back on focus. He told them out, this is what's going on. Let's get focused. We have a hon- homecoming game we're playing Saturday night, and that's important to us.
2: And he wanted to get that message to the kids within a certain amount of time because what right. were they going to do? They're going to go home, and nine Social chances media. out of ten, they're going to find out on their phones what's going down it, next weekend. Yeah. They find out they're not from coach. Exactly. Yep. It's a mess. It is. It's, it's a mess. <laughs> they're trying to, you know, the, the conference people are trying to abide by the rules. But but the thing is, though, if, if Southern Columbia and Shikalumi were in the same group in the Heartland Conference, I can see them playing this game. Right. Then it, it has ramifications. But they're not in the same division. No. Bloomsburg and Southern were
3: in the same division. Did they play each other week one? No, they no. did not. That's right. I, I'm sure, Sean, there's more to this than what we're reading in the newspaper and we'll we'll never know the full story.
2: What baffles me is they waited till this we we hear we Monday. They the, the the conference people met this Monday just a couple days ago. Right. You know, to make the decision to go back to the original plan. Well, we had this in the news what? Almost 3 weeks ago. Oh, at least, yes. You mm-hmm. know, they could have put the kibosh on this 3 weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they? Yes. And nobody will step up and explain why. No. Nobody will. No. They'll just hide behind the bylaws and no one will step forward.
3: And you look at Wyoming Valley. What did they say they sold? Uh, how over t- many tickets? two, over
2: two thousand yeah. tickets. They have there's to fund all that. There's a lot money. of
3: logistics went into play. Yeah. You
2: figure they're probably already getting concessions and food lined up for Crispin Field for next for next Saturday. Exactly. So yeah, there's a lot more to yeah. it. A lot yeah. more preparation behind the scenes that, yeah. like you just said, that we won't know about. Yeah.
1: I'll be in Iowa.
3: All right, so, uh, <laughs> Yes, you will. <laughs> Prime time. I'll be in front of my TV. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So, with the right, sound right, down listening right. to you and Hammer.
1: That's right. In the end uh, in the end personally not affected.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I
1: did want to bring it up because I just think what they're doing is they've taken a concept which is a good concept it's a good. I mean, I always wanted to see Pennsylvania determine a state champion. Mm-hmm. I always did. I think they take it a good concept, and to their credit, they have fouled it up. Congratulations, yes. <laughs> congratulations. Okay, okay. Let's sit down in the room and let's come up. I want everybody to, to put all their phones down, and I want everybody to remember these two words: common sense. Now let's come up with a plan. Yeah. a common sense plan something that makes sense to do that at the same time okay okay 18 eight teams i'm sorry we, we have to have eight out of 11 in no you don't no okay how about two two's good played one game done move on the other six sorry i know you'd love to have another shot maybe you could win but you know what we can't drag this thing into infinity to make it
3: that's that's what you do. That, that I think, makes a lot of sense, too, because, again, we have a couple teams from the northern tier that don't play nine of the 11 teams or ten of the 11 teams. They just strictly play teams up there. Yes, which yeah. is fine. So you take yeah. the top two teams, and, and they play off. And right away, Steve, you've knocked two weeks off the state championship. Yes. Right off the bat. Right, and that's...
1: I mean, I don't need eight teams in. I need two. Right. All right. Now, how you determine it, I'm sure somebody will come up with some convoluted way to determine who it is. That's fine. You know, some point system, whatever, uh, where you sit down and, and in the end, like, even the coaches are going, I have no idea how many points we got. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's that's better for the game. That's better for the student athletes. All right. I mean, yeah, we're going to go in there? You, you, really? You're going to play your extra Okay,
3: fine. Yeah. I'll... And keep playing extra games? No. Well, like I said, Lewisburg, and I know Lewisburg's not the only team in this boat, could lose their next four games right. and qualify for playoffs. How do you feel going into the district playoffs when you just lost four games in a row? I
1: don't... If that would happen. You know. Right. Oh, and it certainly could happen. I mean yeah. last year last year, if I recall correctly, Sean, didn't Shikalimi technically have a chance to qualify for the playoffs and they said no at the end?
2: They were the number four seed, that's but right. that's the thing. They're only they're only five they're only Right. Yeah, they're only okay. six. five okay. or six teams. Yeah. Midwest okay. I
1: think Ooh. makes
3: six. Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Right. So Why, they take the top four. Yeah. yeah. Why do four out of six have to make it? How about two?
3: <laughs> yeah. I
1: yeah. You're talking to the wrong people. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, actually, actually, I am talking to the right people because because guess what? You don't think they don't listen to the show? Well, that's true. That's true. Okay, they listen to the show, and guess what? What they're doing doesn't make sense. No. Now they can argue to me with me until they're blue in the face, but nobody loves high school football, and nobody loves the sport of football more than I do. And Mm -hmm. I think they're doing too much. That's a bad sign. Yes. Okay. When somebody loves the game as much as I do, and I think they're not not doing the right thing. Okay, that's a bad sign. Yep. All right. All right. We will come back. The roundtable is coming up. Uh, We'd have the Shikolumi broadcasters on for this week, but they all bagged us. So we'll get Dave Ritchie. Is that what happened, Sean?
2: Uh, Busy taking care of business.
1: Well, no, no. Dave Ritchie's really mucho cool. He's got a good excuse. The other one's like one just doesn't want to do it.
2: Well, we'll have Dave on. Dave will be on in a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah Wendell doesn't want to do it. He's too good for it. He's trying to arrange for a helicopter to get him from one field to the other <laughs>
2: in like, five minutes. Yes,
1: right. And it's just not. It's not in the budget. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
0: Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Time for the old roundtable.
1: High school football around the area being overshadowed by the Shikolumi-Southern Columbia situation. And it is being overshadowed. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So, here's what we've got going. Seals grows at Shimook and Lewisburg is at Shikolumi. So let's uh, get started here with uh, Lewisburg and Schick. Uh, And we'll start with uh, Greg Wetzel, who was very kind to join us in the opening half hour with his perspective. Okay, so uh, here we are at this point. You mentioned they could lose the last four still make it, but they want to keep winning. Sure. So have they come up with – has it been different ways of winning, Greg, or have they come up
3: with what you would call a formula to winning? They've really come up with a formula the last few games of winning, and that is good defense, stopping the run, making teams one-dimensional that they have to throw the ball, and uh, Lewisburg's been able to run um, a pretty diversified offense with running and passing. However, that was thrown a little bit into chaos the last game when their top running back, Max Moyers, the all-state running back, went down with an injury. And uh, probably lost for the rest of the season. What a shame! That's yeah, a it shame. He really is. Yep. The second, right. second touch of the game, and he just went down. And really, it was a non-contact injury, is what it was. Oh uh, boy, yep. that really—that's awful. Yep. So
1: is. now, but but then again, as everyone now uses the term "next man up," who's the next man up that they have to count on?
3: Well, I'll tell you who it is, Steve. It's a guy, a kid by the name of Ethan Spalding, who uh, is the backup quarterback. He's a tight end. He's a defensive end. He's a linebacker. He's a wide receiver. He's one of those kids that can do anything. He's about 6'2", 195 pounds. He is probably the best athlete on the team, and he will do anything the coaches ask him to do. If And, and he also snaps for punts and uh, extra points. So the kid is just multi-talented, a a really good athlete. Last week, uh, he caught six passes for 121 yards and a touchdown after this happened. Nick Shedleski, senior quarterback, four-year starter. He was 14 for 19, 184 yards, two touchdowns, and he ran for a touchdown. So he stepped up. And then there's a sophomore running back, Ethan Dominic, who will be counted on more now. And uh, he's about 5'9", 180 pounds. And he had uh, one rushing touchdown. He played defense. He did a really nice job defensively. So the kids are there in place. It's just a matter of depth now. Again, you know, with uh, thirty-five to forty kids on the team, a starter, a two-way starter goes down, you just lose that depth for for the team.
1: Now if they have to swing it a little bit for a while, where they need the passing game to not just. Balance the running game mm-hmm. but really supplement it can yes. they do it
3: they can do it they have uh, some gifted receivers uh, and Shedleski is really good right now at reading defenses uh, I'm not I don't want to jinx him but uh, he hasn't thrown an interception this year and he's been on target with a lot of passes he can do the short pass he can throw the long pass so yes they they can pass the ball if they have to.
1: All right, defensively, how well have they played, Greg? I mean have they played like a team that that can actually not just be good enough now but advance because of the
3: defense? Yes they can, uh because of uh they have a kid by the name of Josh Ghost, a defensive lineman, who is uh, also a shot putter that's uh a state qualifier on the shot putt. In fact he finished top eight in the state in the shot putt last year. He's really good. He's really quick for his size. He was probably about 300 pounds last year. He's dropped down to about 270, 275 this year. He's a lot quicker, and he's been really dominated on the defensive line of scrimmage, which then frees our linebackers up to make plays. And uh, Graydon Feltman is one that has really taken advantage of that. Olin Ordonez has done that. And um, so, so they've really stopped the run. Those those three people have stopped the run, which has, in turn, forced teams to pass. And at the beginning of the year, that was Lewisburg's weak link. It's turned into a, a strength for Lewisburg. They have, have uh, five interceptions over the course of the last two games. Uh, they're, they're playing a better man defense. Zone They play sometimes, uh, but mostly a man defense, and they've, they've looked really well doing that. They've given up some yardage, but last week against Bloomsburg, uh, the quarterback only completed 40% of his passes, and so they've really improved in that remark. Going into the Bloomsburg game, it was close to 65% of the passes were being completed.
1: Uh, They've played Saturdays before. Yes. How how much do they have to adjust their schedule? I know it's just a day, but just to adjust to make sure they're on the right clock.
3: Well, what they've done is they've cut practices back a half an hour every day. They've cut practices back a half an hour. And uh, they bring the kids in on Saturday morning to get them out of bed, you know, to get them in, just do like a little walk through practice and stuff like that for them. So it's, it's kind of been a good thing because the kids are starting to get their legs back a little.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah. So. All right. So now let's bring in Dave Ritchie. Dave, by the way, I have a great time this weekend. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun with what you're going to be doing.
4: Yeah, I'm, we're looking forward to it. It's uh, you know I've, I've I've been to West Point, but I haven't been down to Annapolis, so it'll be nice to see Air Force and Navy go at it.
1: Yeah, did I ever? Did I, ever t- I know I've told the story of the air before. Have you ever heard me tell the Beano Cook story about going to Navy Marine Corps Stadium?
4: No, I did not, Steve.
1: Okay, so so Bino Cook goes down there, and he's on ABC. And they have an area where they show all the great naval battles. Yes. And, and so Bino looks at it, and he says, look at that. Guadalcanal, Iwo Jima, Okinawa. What a schedule. And all on the road. <laughs> yeah. All yeah, on that's... the road. <laughs> that's Bino. <laughs> Yeah. That was Beto Cook.
4: Uh, hey, listen, I miss that man. I enjoyed him so much. I really did. So. Well, Beto
1: and I got along great. It, we, actually, Beto and I got along great over the years. He was uh, very nice to me, and we actually got along very well. Well, that all was right. that was
4: that was a blessing for you, Steve. That's great.
1: So, uh, so I want to ask you they one last week. Why? What what came together?
4: Well, you know, Todd has been Todd Chilford has been saying all oh, along this team is capable of. Uh, performing the way they did up at up at Central Mountain, uh, you know, if I wanted to say one thing, I'd have to say five. Uh, basically, uh, I think Drew Ballastrini, a quarterback had probably a coming out party with uh, with his ability to run the team, but he made some pinpoint passes and touch passes and made right the right decisions, and the receivers adjusted on some of the routes. It's almost it's almost like they practiced all week long to do that. If you know what I mean, and. Uh, all right. The other thing is they forced four turnovers, two interceptions, and two fumbles, and they scored off of three of those. The defense, the defense really never was uh, in trouble. Uh, Central Mountain had one long run uh, in, at the beginning of the uh, second quarter to make the score twenty to seven, but the Braves came right back and answered and went down the field and scored. They converted the third down plays, and they also converted several fourth down plays, and uh, not just by inches, but they, they made, uh, they made uh, the gains that uh, there was no doubt that, that they didn't have to come out and measure to make sure that it was a fourth down. Just a, it was a fun game to broadcast for once, and it was just, it was just uh, uh, it was the highlight of the year as far as I'm concerned. And you can tell by the kids out on the field that they were, they were enjoying themselves. They were having a good time, and I think they learned how to win.
1: Which then brings to my next question, Dave. What do you think it did for their confidence moving forward?
4: Oh, uh, this is a team that I think believes they can go out and win just about any, any opponent that they're going to play. But, you know, now everything came together. And, and you know, that after a while you start to see that the things that they do in practice actually do work if you, if you do your job, if you, if you get things done properly. And, and uh, it, it, you know, Central Mountain had not won a game, but they had played some very tough teams. And I know they were ahead of Shemokin at halftime. And I mean, Central Mountain thought that they were going to win. And the Braves just uh, made sure that they did not. And it was very evident by the end of the first half that, that Central Mountain wasn't going to. So when you, I think the confidence that they gained is that if they play the way they're, the way they've been coached. That they're going to be very competitive and and they didn't make mistakes, Steve. And when and and I think that's also a positive too. There, uh, things just just everything came together. And uh, I know that uh, from from coaching and playing myself that sometimes that's half the battle. That you know that uh, all the hard work uh, brings forth uh, uh, what I would call just uh, mm-hmm. a, a great all around game. I'm, I'm I'm excited. I wish I. You know, I'm glad I'm going down the Navy, but I was look forward to seeing Lewisburg on on uh, Saturday. it would be interesting to see how they how they bounce back, uh, you know. Right. I shouldn't say bounce back, how they continue on.
1: Uh, which then brings me to this. Greg just talked about the Lewisburg side of it, Dave. So, matchup-wise, what would be some important matchups that you just feel like Shikalumi needs to win to win the
4: game? Well, I really like Nick Shadleski at quarterback. Uh, he's uh, the you know Braves have seen quarterback after quarterback in all the games that they've played, and they've been good quarterbacks. And Nick's Nick's right in there. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't I don't think he has an interception this year. I mean, that's really something for a high school kid to go into their uh, into their seventh game and not have an interception. So they're going to have to stop that. And I know I know that uh, Lewisburg has skilled people. And uh, I, I don't know. I've heard that there. I'm not sure, but we heard that as, as the Moyer boy might not be playing. And with right. him, they had a great running attack. So they had those two. They had those two, uh, you know, good players, and they're very balanced. And, and the Braves are going to have to play every, every part of their defense in order to stop those two.
1: Hey, Dave, thanks so much. Have a great time this weekend. I know you're taking care of some business there right now. We appreciate the time you gave us today, as always, Dave. Be safe this weekend, too, and have fun.
4: Will do. Thank you, Steve. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, We'll see you.
1: All right. Bye-bye. The Chief, Dave Ritchie, uh, Zach Showers. We'll have uh, Sealand's Grove at Shemokin. Zach, how are you doing today?
5: I'm doing well. How about yourself, Steve?
1: Good. So give me an idea about where Sealands Grove is right now to you. Are they a better team now than they were three weeks ago?
5: I would say they're definitely a better team. Uh, Right now the defense is playing at a very, very high level. Um, A lot of experience there, and you just see them flowing through the ball. Um, A lot of tackles for loss. They had um, eight tackles for loss and two sacks last week against Loyal Sock. Um, They're very opportunistic. They had two interception returns for 50 yards last week. Um, so overall, um, the defense is there. The special teams has quietly been pretty good. They've had some success in the punt return game on um, the past couple of weeks with Brett Four. Um, And the offense is kind of a mixed bag. Um, there's certain aspects that are better than what it was three weeks ago, and there's certain aspects that are pretty much the same Um you're seeing a little bit more of the running game at times and then other times it kind of sputters so um, I think moving forward the rest of the season it's really going to come down to what the offensive line does and um, can they start making some plays
1: Has it been you figure as time goes you can develop some level of consistency has that, been that, has that been the baffling part on offense that there hasn't been step forward, step forward, step forward it seems like it's like two steps forward then they step back one
5: yeah, it it very much seems like that. I, they had a little bit more success last week um, when they were able to go straight ahead. There wasn't as much misdirection. Um, it was uh, actually had some success with uh, running the fullback Ryan Amit. Um So that it is kind of baffling, and really, I think it's the the key to how far this team goes right now. So it'll be interesting on Friday night to see. Um, If they're able to develop a little bit more consistency, Uh, Danny Schock threw some nice passes last week. Um, He was 8 for 10 in the first half and struggled a little bit in the second half. Um, But you saw some guys, you saw a little bit more trust with him being willing to throw the ball downfield and allow his receivers to go after that. And I think that sometimes takes some time, especially as sophomores in high school um, to just be willing to sometimes say, you know what, I think I see something. I'm going to throw it down, and I'm going to let my athlete go up and make a play on the ball.
1: What's interesting, though, is that more of a question of uh, they're trusting him more, or is it the coaching staff because of what they've seen is trusting him more?
5: Uh, I think it's probably a combination of both, and I, I also think there's a lot of times that it comes down to if he has time. Um, and he had a he had a great. Um, 33-yard pass on the, the first drive last week um, where a linebacker came off the edge, and he was just able to hang in the pocket and delivered a nice ball down the left sideline and, and set up a touchdown a couple plays later. So I think they're, um, the coaching staff is trusting him and willing to make plays. It's just a matter of him having time to make them.
1: Okay, so how do you view the matchup with Shemokin?
5: Well, Schmokin comes in two and four. Uh, they're, they're an interesting team to watch on film. Uh, their defense hasn't been as effective as some of the teams. Seelensgrove has played with similar defenses. Um, but what's going to be tough against them is they run a a 5-2. They'll sometimes show a 6-2. There's even times where they've shown a 6-1 defense, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, so they are a high-pressure team. They're going to come straight downfield. And um, the two teams that Sealens Grove has played that has shown that type of defense was Jersey Shore and Southern Columbia, which the offensive line really struggled with. Um, I think if they're able to protect that a little bit, they're a team that there's a lot of big plays to make on defensively. Um, defensively, uh, for Seelands Grove, I think they just need to continue what they're doing. Um their quarterback, their line has given up a lot of negative rushes and a lot of sacks, but they're typically going to come out with uh, two backs. Um, their quarterback has thrown for, he's had a couple really good games through for 245 yards and four touchdowns against Lewisburg a couple weeks ago, but then he's also really struggled against some other competition. So I think, uh, like the past couple weeks, when the other team has some big playmakers on the outside, um, Salinsgarve is able to shut down. Um, those guys on the outside. I think we're pretty confident that Salem's Grove can shut down uh, Shimokin's running game. Um, and that's going to be a big key. But like we keep saying, the big key is going to be can, um, you know, is the offense willing to uh, and just able to, to make some plays and um, that offensive line continue to develop on a week to week basis now.
1: Always a pleasure, Zach. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, Seelan's will be at Chamokin that's on Eagle 107. Lewisburg on Saturday is at Shickelimi 100.9 the Valley will have the Lewisburg broadcast and here on News Radio 1070 WKOK we will have the Shickelimi broadcast. We will come back with more in a moment Tim Newton the play-by-play voice of Purdue football next half hour here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Right, great to have you with us. Tim Newton, the play-by-play voice of Purdue football, one of the really great guys out there, is going to join us in the next half hour. Then Josh gets off. Last night, the NHL season opened. The Capitals beat the St. Louis Blues in overtime 3-2. Toronto won last night, Edmonton won last night. But the Penguins open tonight when they take on the Buffalo Sabers. And Josh gets off, who is... Along with Mike Lang, because Mike does not do every game now. Mike won't do his first game until this weekend. So Josh will do the game tonight, and he will join us to talk about the Penguin season in the final half hour. Coming up tomorrow, we'll have Nate Bauer on the show tomorrow. Ross Tucker
2: joins us on the show tomorrow.
3: And then
2: the King will be here. Picks. King crushing you and I last week seven and zero. Oh. Wow, that is crushing. Yeah, I'm pretty much mailing in the towel. I'll keep picking week in week out, but I'm I'm I've I'm in the pit of misery, dilly dilly. It's going to be hard to uh, get out of there. We'll see. what We can do
1: pit of misery, dilly dilly. Well, every time I think of the pit of misery, I think of the back office. All right, so uh,
2: <laughs> no, just some of my upsets just haven't matched up with uh, with the king, and so we've dug ourselves into a hole. We'll see what we can do tomorrow.
1: No, I was thinking more of the interim pit of misery.
2: <laughs> you were, yes. <laughs> oh. Our guy. Mr. Homecoming uh,
3: this week. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's been doing
2: two homecoming games
1: on the same day. Double bubble. right? In fact, the only place he won't be is home.
0: <laughs> You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.